Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. For this edition of the podcast, host Bill Hodges sits down with Timothy Borland, Commander-in-Chief of the Veterans of Foreign Wars. Continuing our focus on military organizations, this week we hear from the Veterans of Foreign Wars Commander-in-Chief, Timothy Borland. Bill caught up with Commander Borland on one of over 300 days that the Commander spends on the road sharing the VFW message. Commander Borland reports membership is growing dramatically and there is room for you. Continue listening to hear a little of the history of the organization and more importantly, what the VFW is doing for you as a veteran. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. And we've got a great guest with us today, a gentleman that's putting a lot of his life into being of service still for our military veterans. He is Commander-in-Chief of the VFW, Timothy Borland. Commander Borland, how nice to have you on the program. Well, thank you, Mr. Hodges. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, Bill's just fine. Okay, it will be Bill. But what I'd like you to do, right off from the beginning, is to give us an overview of the VFW, maybe a little of the history of it, but more importantly, how does one become a part of it? A great question, Bill, and I'll be more than happy to answer that for you and give you a little insight about what the VFW is and how we started. Believe it or not, uh, we've been around 123 years. It started in 1899 with just 13 Spanish-American war veterans that stood it up, uh, noticing that the heroes weren't getting their medical benefits or getting any medical care when they came home. So uh, in 1914, it actually became officially the Veterans of Foreign Wars. And since then, we've had World War I join in numerous numbers, large numbers. Then World War II, Korea, Vietnam, other eras. Basically, the eligibility of the Veterans of Foreign Wars has changed just a little bit. Don't want to confuse anyone out there, but you do need definitely to have a campaign medal of some sort from a combat conflict or war, uh, be it World War I or all the way up to right now, we have soldiers in Africa, um, in Africa, serving all over Africa uh, with all kinds of missions there. We changed- I didn't realize that. that oh, yes. Oh, yes. It, uh, it was If people are serving Africa in combat areas, then that counts, right? Yes. Yes, it does. Um, I want you to also understand the whole uh, Korea, uh, any any service in Korea right now, that's the, probably the biggest misperception in the veterans of foreign wars, that if you did serve any time in Korea for 30 consecutive days or 60 days combination of, you know, like a TDY or you go there for two weeks, you come back next year, you go for another two weeks like we forgers and some and team. Oh, spirit. yes, that's a yeah. truce there. That's not finished. 
Yes, yes. And it's still going on because of the DMZ and in North Korea and South Korea. Uh, it's 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 definitely uh, hostility still going on between the two. And, and the U.S. are there to try to work with the North Koreans to try to get our POW MIAs returned. Matter of fact, if you want me to, I'll, I'll later on, I'll, I'll tell you how that mission is going with a great outfit over in Hawaii called the Defense POW MIA Accounting Agency. Yes, I'd love to hear about it. Yes, sir. Now, there's a lot of us. I, I belong to almost everything, but I can't belong to yours. I served my time on B-52s flying out of Wright-Patterson. So we we went around the world a lot of times, saw a lot of combat aircraft escorting us when we got near some of the, but I'm not allowed to join. Is there any associate memberships or anything like that with the VFW, like with MOWW, they have what they call the Patriot Program. And if you choose to, even though you're not an officer, you can join under that program. Do you have anything like that in the VFW? Well, what we what we do have, Bill, is we have um, auxiliaries in the Veterans of Foreign Wars. About, oh God, I'd say about 20 years ago or, or more, uh, the VFW opened it up to both male and female veterans. And the auxiliary, uh, which used to be called the Ladies Auxiliary, just opened up membership to the male uh, uh, spouses of active duty soldiers because we have female active duty soldiers. So we have a very large auxiliary now. It's called the auxiliary of the VFW because it's both male and female. So they can join the VFW under a comrade. We call comrades the male and female uh, active duty soldiers who have qualified for the Veterans of Foreign Wars. Well, that gives somebody an avenue if they choose to join. I yes, know sir. we've got a very active chapter over here in Ruskin, Florida, not far from me. I'm just south of Tampa. And uh, it's a great group of guys. Occasionally I'll go over as a guest, but uh, it's worth being a part of. So something that um, so I, I just need to share this with you, we just changed. We have national bylaws we go through every year at our national conventions. Uh, it's resolutions that come up from a member, a post, a district, uh, a department. It comes through our bylaw committee and the and and they on the floor decide which bylaw they want to push forward. And then the membership on the floor actually passes it. Just last year, uh, Section 102 of our national bylaw states that you do not have to be a citizen of the United States no longer to become a member of the VFW as long as you held up your uh, hand and gave the oath of the United States Armed Forces and defended us under our flag. You are now allowed to join the VFW if you have one of those campaign medals. Oh, that's wonderful. You yes, know, we, we have about 16.5 million to 20 million, depending on which status you look at, of veterans in this country. And that sounds like a lot when say 20 million. But when you think there's 350 million people in the United States plus, uh, we're a very small contingent. and We've got to stand together. Yes, sir. Can you give us an idea of some of the things that the DFW does? You know, I know they have great fish fries over there, and it's a great group of people for getting together with. But I know the DFW has uh, veteran service officers, and you do a lot of legislative work. Can you give us a little idea of that? Well, first of all, um, funny, funny uh, statement you just made. We have fish fries and all that. 
What everyone needs to know is all of us, all the VSOs, the veteran service organizations, have local posts throughout the communities, throughout our nation. Um, we actually have VFWs overseas. Really? Uh, in Europe. Um, and we have them all over the Pacific area. So they all work hard. Um, we do all work for the same mission. We have uh, programs out there called the Unmet Needs, which helps uh, dependents of deployed soldiers, especially the air Air, uh, reserves in the National Guard who get taken from their jobs, which probably makes more money than they will as a, right. a as a specialist or an E four and E five in the in the service, and we help those families with their bills. So that's the, the unmet needs program. Really, is a great program for that. We have legislation on the Hill. I am telling you right now, Bill, uh, the PACT Act was huge. Huge and oh, August fabulous. 10th, August 10th, we just passed that into law. I got to actually be on stage with President Biden as that bill was signed into law. Wonderful. I watched him sign it. I received the coin. We actually have a headquarters right there on the hill, five stories high. We've been there for years. And we have an uh, MBS side and an NLS side, National Veteran Services and National Legislation Services. All of them work hard together. And we we push legislation on the Hill every day. We're knocking down doors. And for three solid years, we worked hard on the PACT Act. And I got to commend uh, our D.C. office uh, for that job. Well done. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, I, I think there are a lot of people who can't get VA care. Everybody believes that all veterans can get VA care. But I, if I worked hard and I had a good pension and I made more than a poultry amount, I can't get into the VA. And I'd love to see all all the veterans organizations push to give everybody that opportunity. You know, Bill, I agree with you. Um, the VA is, they're not, they're, they're not the VFW. We get confused sometimes because we use the initials VFW and they think we're the VA, which right. is Veterans Affairs, and we're not, but we do work close and, and very close with the, with the VA with benefits. And how it works, unfortunately, because I do make, uh, well, personally, I made pretty good money back in the day when I got, when I did get out of the service. And, and I, I would never have gotten the care if I wasn't service connected to a combat injury. Um, and that's, and that's how the veterans of foreign wars or DAV, the disabled American veterans, even, uh, they're, they're service connected to a war. So service connection is the secret. And what we're trying to push up on the Hill is the Richard Starr Act, which is going to get disability, uh, two different checks for even, uh, we call it concurrent receipt when you're 50% or more in dis dis disability uh, uh, ailments from, from combat. You'll get two different checks. You'll get your retirement check, and then you'll get your disability check. We're trying to push the Richard Starr Act to try to get approximately 30,500 veterans, I think it is, or 60,000, I'm not sure the number exactly, that were medically Close discharged. Enough. Yeah, medically discharged. It could be three months, it could be 10 years, it could be 19 years. And if they're not 50% service connected, they're going to get that check. Uh, they're going to get their disability, I mean, their pensions taken. It's going to be something, you know, it's going to be pulled from their um, retirement. We're trying to get it to two separate checks for both the peacetime uh, veteran uh, Cold War veteran and the combat veteran. So we're trying to get that pushed up on the hill now. There's so many things, the PAC Act in particular. Yes. I, I tell people constantly, don't say you know what's there because 
it goes all the way back 50 years to Vietnam with some of the things that are in it. it yes. It's amazing how much is unpacked in that. You know, the greatest thing about the PACT Act that I want everyone to know, it's going to help 3.5 million veterans currently serving today, all the way back from uh, Vietnam during Agent Orange, all that good, all that stuff. Uh, we got uh, the Gulf War veterans, the post 9-11 veterans, and we even got the future veterans that this will benefit. So it's a $270 billion comprehensive bill. It is the hugest veteran bill ever passed in Congress in three decades. Wow. This is I could talk to you all day, but my producers would kill me. I've I got about you. two minutes left, and I know there's probably something I haven't asked that's near and dear to your heart. What would you like to share with us to close out? Well, Bill, what's near and dear to my heart, because we only have one year to be commander in chief um, and we all have our own missions. My number one priority is definitely membership in the Veterans of Foreign Wars. The more that we can have joined today as life members, especially, the less we have to work as hard uh, in the future. And what we're focused on now is the next generation of veterans, which is the post 9-11 veterans, 9-1-1 veterans, that is, um, Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, even Korea service, AFRICOM, which is Africa. And I'm pushing membership um, with my department commanders. And the reason why we call them departments is, like I said, we have Europe and the Pacific area. So we bring them in with the 50 states and we make them departments. We'll push into PACT Act as the number one reason why a current military active duty soldier should join the VFW. We know they don't have time. We know they're raising kids. We know they have a career to still focus on. I was in that boat uh, seven years before I retired when I joined the VFW. And look at me now. I'm the commander in chief <laughs> 15 years after that retirement. Curious Curiosity, how many days a year in this year are you going to be on the road? Yeah, on an average, Bill, it's 300 days a year. And I am <laughs> all prepared and ready to go. Uh, I'm, I'm nonstop. I'm going from one assignment to another. Um, it's about taking care of veterans. We, we're always talking about the PACT Act. We're always trying to get uh, more membership. Our membership strengths are huge. They're going great. They're going off the walls. We are definitely going to be 100% in membership three months before the end of our year. which wow, is that's June great. Yes, sir. I told you at the beginning, my goal is to get all the veterans doing something. Yeah, we have, um, we have a great program called um, Day of Service. Um, still serving. May 7th, it launches uh, this year. And what it is, is all the VFW posts throughout the world get together electronically and, and, and start talking about the programs that they do. Um, we get a great membership uh, drive out of that. And we get a lot of awareness in the, in, in the uh, communities, both for the active duty military and their dependents. Commander, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all this great information about the VFW. Honestly, I, I thank you for your service, but I also want to mention Randy and Rob. Randy Law, Rob Couture, yes. Both of those people have been really helpful, and I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today has been Commander-in-Chief of the VFW, Timothy Borland. And Commander Borland, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. And ladies and gentlemen, you're unique, you're special, you're great. Tell to yourself often because you are, you know, and we'll see you again very soon on Veterans Corner Radio. 
You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.